everyone. Welcome to the newest episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. My next guest was born and raised in my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, then went to USC to study music, and now she's got an awesome new EP out called On Self-Loathing that you need to check out right now. It's seriously some of the coolest music I've heard in a long time. Please welcome McCall. McCall, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Uh, Right before we started this, I found out that we actually grew up super close to each other. You being from Marietta, Georgia, I'm from Smyrna, Georgia. That's so funny. And then we both ended up in L.A. as well. But now you're in Minnesota. So uh, what inspired that move? Well, first off, take a peek out this window. Crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How wild is that? <laughs> I haven't um, seen that in a long time being in LA. Yeah, today is my first time driving in the snow and it was crazy. But the producer who works on uh worked on on self-loathing, Bobby Rethwish, is also doing this next project and he lives up here and as LA was burning and all the venues were shut down and everything and I've already lived there for the last like 4 years. It just kind of felt like the right thing to do would be to move somewhere else, I guess, for until things open up again. Yeah, I think that was probably a good call, especially with the, all the fires making everything look miserable. Yeah, and I've never lived, like, I've never seen a real winter, and I've lived, like, most of my life between Georgia and California, so I figured... Might as well try somewhere else while I can, because as soon as venues and stuff are open, I'll I'll come back and want to be back, you know. So you're in Minnesota for the follow-up project to uh, your Mm -hmm. On Self-Loathing EP. What, if any, differences are there in the way you're approaching this new project compared to your other projects? Um, So the last project I wrote and recorded the demos... Um, a couple of the songs like Disaster and One I Open had co-writers, but for the most part, I wrote everything by myself and like recorded demos by myself and then would send Bobby like vocal stems and guitar stems and like um, the stems from the demos that I produced out. And then he would kind of build it from there. So this this has been a lot different because we're working together in the same room. Um, I already wrote the songs for it. I mean, I'm sure new ones will be written and exchanged and whatnot, but I did the writing for all the songs already, so we're just kind of like co-producing it together in the same room, um, which has been so much fun. But I would imagine. That's the biggest biggest difference. (laughs) Sorry, go on. (laughs) I would imagine that would be a totally different experience instead of uh, sending things virtually. I've talked to a lot of artists already, and a lot of them have talked about how many collaborations they've done with people they've never met physically Uh, and I bet that that is kind of a cool experience going from doing things virtually I guess I don't know if the first one was virtual Uh, yeah so mainly virtually and now you actually get to be in the same space I would think it's like a richer environment definitely yeah Um, we actually had never met in person at all until a couple months ago like when we were working on the whole first project we didn't know each other at all really we would only talk about music um not even music in general just the songs we were working on so yeah it's been a really fun experience to actually build it out together um and the energy is a lot different it's like way higher because we're bouncing off of each other but it's also difficult because like when i get frustrated which i get frustrated 
very often, especially when I'm doing vocals. Uh, it's more difficult because I used to be able to just like power through that on my own. Whereas now both of our like frustrated energy is like work with each other. So I think there's pros and cons to both ways of doing it, but I'm having a much better time doing it this way for sure. So when you were writing the songs for the On Self-Loathing EP, were you kind of writing them in a standard, like start with a guitar and then send that song to him and he kind of adds all the soundscape? Because one thing I love about the EP is uh, just the use of samples and crazy sounds that are throughout each song. So how much of that is like you've already intended those sounds to be there before you send the demos and how much of that is him kind of coming in to your song and adding textures. So I wrote everything for the CP before I knew that Bobby was going to work on it. I wrote, we started working together in January. I started writing the CP October, 2019. Um, so I, I literally started writing them in this cemetery in Austin, Texas like sitting on this massive tomb because I was visiting my manager and I played like a really shitty bar show the night before. It was like, I got heckled. Like someone like called me sexy and then like proceeded to not listen to me saying and like that kind of stuff. So I was just feeling so awful and angry. So I started writing the project there um, and then finished writing it uh, in LA like over the next few months. But the demos I sent him they a lot of the elements have stayed like I'd say like 95% of the guitar playing is my original guitar playing and a lot of the drum samples are things that I had in the original demos of them but Bobby I mean gets all the credit for all of the ear candy and whatnot his his ability to keep you on your feet I guess is amazing so uh, any of the like fun ear candy e production bits are all him. That's an incredible uh, combination that you guys have going on there. Thank you. <laughs> so I thought when I listened to this EP and then going back and listening to your previous stuff that this sounds a little bit dirtier, a little bit rougher around the edges in terms of not only like the production, but also your lyrics. That's interesting that you started writing, you know, from an angry place at a graveyard that kind of yeah. <laughs> translates over now that you say that and I feel like it even translates over to your music videos where your previous uh, music video right uh, seems like there's a bigger production like a higher production value mm -hmm. but yet your newer videos to me seem a little more personal even though it seems like there's a lot less uh, of a production going on and I feel like that ties in with that EP of everything kind of sounding grimier. Do you feel like that was conscious or did it just sort of bloom into the bloom into that? Um, well, I think it happened for a few reasons. When I was first starting, when I put out that first EP, I was kind of in the mindset of like pop or bust. Like I have to be a pop artist. That's what I've been trained to do. It's what I've been working for. So like, and I was working with incredible pop producers too, like Grant, who did Stone Cold and Wright, and David Marinelli, who did Soft Eyes, and um, Yanni and Ari, who worked on Lavender and Ake. We just like were in a pop mindset going into that. Whereas with Bobby, there was no 
uh, explanation of like what was going on. I think he really like I didn't like really send him anything of like I wanted to sound like this or we should reference this. It was kind of like do what the song makes you feel. Um, so that kind of worked its way into also Griffin. My yesterday was the one year anniversary of the right music video. It's funny that you bring that up. Oh, I saw and that on your uh, Instagram. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I'm still existing after it came out. Um, Griffin Meyer directed that and the Stone Cold music video and Ursula Bowling did a lot of the creative direction and it, it was like a production. He really, they were both in the film school at USC. So I think, and I was coming out of the music school at USC. So we were very much in like a, we're pretending like we're fully professional kind of vibe and doing everything we can to like fake that environment. And then... With this EP, honestly, the main reason that the music videos are so different is because they all were made in quarantine. Like, we filmed the disaster video the day before the stay-at-home warrant was put in place. And the other ones were filmed, like, when I opened, I remember we went to a meeting about the video. And, like, as soon as I got there, I got the curfew announcement. Um, and I had 30 minutes to get home. So that was at the beginning or end of May. And so, yeah, like, it's all just been really, really run and gun, like, working with the elements, working with what we're allowed to do. We obviously, for the one I open video, I think there were, like, six people total on set, and everyone was distanced and wearing masks, except for me in the moments that I was on camera. And then, for nothing even wrong, it was just me and the editor and director, Keegan Burkhardt, like, running around my neighborhood just doing what we could, filming in my garage, like, Disaster was the same way, we filmed that in the garage and around the neighborhood too, I think that's the main reason, was like resources and what we were able to do, but also it didn't, it wouldn't have felt right to put that huge production behind these songs, because I mean, the songs were made in my room, and in Bobby's room, and in our own little worlds, like not even with each other, so it kind of felt like the right thing to do to just keep that feeling for it. Yeah, you do a really good job of setting up an entire world amongst this EP, you know, instead of like, that's cool that you take into account that you did this in your bedroom. So you shouldn't necessarily have a big budget production. And even yeah. even the um, the lyrics, like the sounds go with every lyric. It's crazy. Uh, it's almost like it really it's more than just a song. It's like taking you through like an emotional journey. And what would be some advice you'd have for artists that look up to you and are like trying to find a unique sound? Mm -hmm. um, oh, I don't know. I mean, let me think about it for a second, because obviously all credit to Bobby for those, the soundscape. He really took the few elements I gave him and ran with it really hard and... Living in LA, I was working with a bunch of producers, all of whom are so talented and I feel extremely lucky to have worked with, but um, it took me a long time to meet Bobby and start working on music with him. And I think finding like those perfect collaborators has been a big part of, of my process um, because every, every time I've tried to get really niche or really like obscure and really find my sound, everywhere I look, it's like, what's that effect called there's some scientific term for like once you bring something up you see it everywhere oh yeah like, i don't know what like that's the red called car. i know what you mean um 
so I, I felt like that kept happening to me over and over again. Like every time I would find my niche that I thought was just me, all of a sudden I would see it, see it like a hundred times and see other artists doing it. And like, not that I, whatever, I wasn't like influencing that. Oops, sorry. There's cats in this new house. I'm trying oh, to that's keep okay. from eating my headphones. <laughs> um, sorry, lost my train of thought. I was trying to be really niche. I've just basically found out that nothing I can ever do is going to be like actually unique. Like so it's all is inspired by something. All your favorite artists are inspired by different artists that they're trying to sound like. So I think the key is finding collaborators who have different inspiration from you mm. because then that, that, you know, soup that you guys make together is going to be interesting rather than like two pop people going into a room referencing the same things. Yeah, I talk to a lot of artists about finding your community. That's a pretty big thing I talk about on here is just being able to be friends with people you genuinely look up to and joining forces and creating something that wouldn't exist if it wasn't you two together in that room or even virtually nowadays. Well, awesome. That is going to I think that'll take us over to the uh, the last five. I'm just going to ask you quick five questions and we'll be out of here. Oh, wow. Okay, super short. I was like, have my cup of coffee. I'm going like, for the long haul. You better settle in for a two-hour conversation. <laughs> I, try to keep, yeah, to I try to keep them like lot. 30 minutes just to like have it be a long conversation, but still enough, uh, not too long that people get bored, you know? Got you. That's cool. I've been, me and Bobby just drove up here from Atlanta and we were listening to the Pete Holmes podcast the whole time. So oh, nice. Familiar with that one, but every episode is like two and a half hours long. Oh, damn. So I was fully just like strapped in, <laughs> ready to yeah. lay it all out. So this is exciting. Well, cool. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I feel like if I started out with two hour long episodes, people would be like, who the hell does this guy think he is? <laughs> so maybe we'll build up to that, you know? Um, nice. But sweet, first question. In the studio or playing live? Oof, that's hard. Um, in the studio, both, I don't know. In the studio is safer. I'm normally happy in the studio, but when I'm happy on stage, I'm really happy on stage. But when I'm not happy, I'm really unhappy on stage. So uh, I would probably say studio for now. <laughs> I feel that I love the studio and it does feel safer because it's just you in your room or wherever the hell you are and you know being yeah. free to discover your own ideas definitely sweet music uh, number two <laughs> what's on your musical rotation right now oh my gosh so much Remy Wolf all the time Remy I'm Wolf obsessed. is awesome yeah yeah obsessed with her also Solomonophonic Jared, her producer, is insanely talented. He just put out his song Lonely. Um, Wait, what is it called? Solomonophonic? Solomonophonic, yes. Can you spell that? Solomonophonic. S-O-L-O-M-O-N-O. Phonic. Oh, that wasn't too hard. I thought it was going to be way harder. (laughs) I got nervous. But yeah, them a lot and lots of Ioni, who's another USC act. She's insane. I shouldn't reduce her to a USC act. She's much, her her bandwidth is much further than that these days, but I know her from USC. Yeah, and she's there awesome. seems to be a circle there. Like, is that how you know Kid Hastings, Jake? Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Indeed. We all were fighting on. 
fighting <laughs> fight on <laughs> in proximity to one another <laughs> yeah yeah jake's the man he's uh he really like blows me away with the way he does soundscapes as well yeah he's so talented and he's he's grinding that out on his own he's super cool for real all right question number three who are some unexpected influences for you um i take a lot of lyrical inspiration from like literature literature like i don't necessarily enjoy it as a um, in my own time but when i'm trying to write lyrics i just always think it's funny to like make it as literary as possible so like a lot of edgar Allan poe or like that kind of style of like that gothic novelist vibe i find funny to like speak that way today like that there's mm -hmm. a great youtube movie called uh, wizard people dear reader did you ever watch that no and, like so it's uh this guy overdubbed all of the harry potter first movie and just like makes it so dramatic and like extremely literary but then all of a sudden we'll be like and he whatever farted on a chicken like super juxtaposed stupidity and beautiful prose so that kind of stuff inspires me a lot which i don't know if is apparent <laughs> that's pretty cool though i uh yeah it wasn't immediately apparent but you do have like an elegant way that you write even though the topics seem to be pretty like modern and unique to you thank you so question number four, what do you think is a perfect album front to back? Mm, uh, honestly, I think I would say, I can't remember the name of it right now. Let me see my Spotify's right here. Don't worry. Um, Paramore's album with the butterflies on it. What's hmm. it called? Brand New Eyes is, I just love it. It was my first CD that I bought on CD and had like my cassette player next to my bed and would just like listen to it over and over. I love that album. <laughs> the first CD is always special. Definitely usually a little bit of bias there for me personally. Yeah, oh, for sure. Mine was uh, Black Keys Brothers and uh, that will oh, always nice. be like a special, you know, it'll always have a special place in my heart. But uh, I don't know a lot of Paramore. I know some of the hits, but I uh, should check out that one. What's it called? That album is called Brand New Eyes. Brand New Eyes. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Well, uh, question number five, the last question of the day is, who is your dream artist or producer to work with? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I feel like all my friends have been saying this, but I love Muna. Are you familiar with them? No, Muna? Yeah, M-U-N-A. No, never heard of them. They're so good. They're like... I don't know, alt pop, dark pop. I don't know how to describe it because genres don't mean anything anymore, but they're so good. They're a three-piece band. Also graduated from USC because that's the only place I get music apparently. And uh, I don't know, their writing, their production, their energy, their whole vibe as a group of human beings seems really cool. And I would like to work with them. Nice. Muna, I'll have to check them out. You've given me a lot of new artists that I had no idea who they were before this, so I'm going to have to go listen to all of them. Nice. Well, I'll have to go refresh myself on my black keys. Yeah, there you go. I, uh, <laughs> I don't listen to them as much as I used to, but that was like such a huge band for me when I first started because I was like just me and another guy playing drums and guitar. So it was like, you can do this and get huge. Holy shit. <laughs> who knew? Yeah, who knew?
Um, but sweet, McCall, thank you for coming on the show and talking about uh, you your process me. with me. Yeah, uh, everybody needs to go listen to your On Self-Loathing EP, which is out now. And uh, I'm excited to listen to your new music coming out soon, whenever that may be. Yeah, I can send it your way. And thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, please do. I, I want to be the first to listen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the first, no pressure, but uh, eventually <laughs> I do want to hear it. Very, very early on the list. For yeah, sure. yeah. Pretty top up there. <laughs> awesome, nice. Nicole. Thank you for coming on, and I'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. There's nothing even wrong.